Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the blessed month of Misra, and today the Church celebrates the Assumption of the Holy Theotokos. And the Gospel today is from Mark chapter 3. And at the end of the Gospel, the, the multitude told, told the Lord that His mother and His brothers were standing outside, and they wanted to speak to Him. And the Lord replied, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Then the Lord stretched out his hands and said, Here are my mothers and my brothers, for whoever does the will of God, or whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, is my brother, sister, and mother. And that's why today I want to speak to you about the will of God. The will of God. Someone who did the will of God is like St. Mary. She did the will of God. And that's why we're going to talk about the will of God. Last week when we were with Ambabulas, Ambabulas was saying every time he has a question and answer session, the first question that always comes up is, what is the will of God? And then he said, you know what the next question is? He gives the answer. He says, you know what the next question is? What is the will of God. And that's the only question that we ask. What is the will of God? And I think there's a good reason that we ask this question. Because if we didn't ask this question, if we didn't ask this question, if we didn't wonder what the will of God is for us, I don't think we could be called Christians. By definition, Christians are people who do the will of God. If you do the will of God, then you are a Christian. If you don't do the will of God, then I would love to ask you, whose will are you doing? If you don't do the will of God, whose will are you doing? If you do the will of God, you will become a holy person. If you do not do the will of God, you will become a worldly person. And that's why the Christian has to be obsessed obsessed to determine the will of God. And that's why every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, what do we say in the Lord's Prayer? Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done. And actually, at the end of every Catholic epistle that we that we read in the liturgy. How do we finish the Catholic epistle? What's the conclusion to the Catholic epistle? The world is passing away and all its desires, but he who does the will of God abides forever. That's why today we want to break down the will of God. We want to see what we can learn from the scriptures about the will of God. The first thing about the will of God for us is that the will of God is for the salvation of all. The salvation of all. And interestingly, if today was the, like today's the 16th of Misra, if it didn't fall on a Sunday, the reading of the Pauline was going to be from Hebrews chapter 9. And Hebrews chapter 9 is about the tabernacle. And if you were here yesterday... I was telling you that St. Pachomius converted St. Theodore, his disciple, based on a passage. And that passage that he converted St. Theodore on was Hebrews 
chapter 9. And Hebrews chapter 9, St. Paul is talking about the distinction between the sanctuary and the holies of holies. And St. Pacomius saw this separation between the holies of holies and the sanctuary. He saw the outer tabernacle as a place or as a symbol for the Jews and the law. That's outside, barra. But inside, where the holies of holies is, he saw that as a symbol for the Gentiles. Because it was through the incarnation that the Lord took us into the holies of holies. He allowed all mankind to go into the holies of holies. In the outer tabernacle, there was visible bread. Visible bread. They had a show bread and all this stuff. In the holies of holies, they had a different type of bread. Outside, the bread was from the earth. Inside, it was the manna. It was the heavenly bread. Outside, there was a menorah. There was a lampstand that gave light. Inside the holies of holies, there was the mercy seat. It was illuminated by the presence of God. And what St. Pachomius was saying is that he wants to take all mankind, the will of God is to take all of mankind and to take them from the outer court and to bring them inside to the holies of holies. That's why today I want to ask, are we living inside or are we living outside? Each person should ask themselves, God's will is for you to be living inside, inside the holies of holies, to be in communion with Him. And not only is the will of God for you to be inside, the will of God is for you to bring everyone inside. And it's not enough that you just come by yourself. It's like, yalla, let's all go to the holies of holies. That's why it's important for each one of you to be doing the work of an evangelist. As St. Paul says in his epistle to St. Timothy. Also St. Paul says in his epistle, he says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. You have the knowledge of truth. Are you growing in the knowledge of truth? This is the will of God for you. Number two, the will of God is for our sanctification. And St. Paul, he says this explicitly in his, first epistle, in his first epistle to the Thessalonians chapter 4. He says, for this is the will of God. This is the will of God, your sanctification. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has given us the Holy Spirit. The will of God for us is our sanctification. It's for us to be temple of the Holy Spirit. And there is much to say about sanctification. But I think in order to be sanctified, we need two things. Two things. We need sacrifice. And we need to be transformed. Sacrifice and transformation. Sacrifice Sacrifice and transformation. The sacrament of communion is sanctified by the Holy Spirit. 
And what is it? It is a sacrifice. It is an offering. And that offering is brought to the altar and then it is sanctified. It is transformed. This is a model of how the Christian should be. The sacrifice is when we offer ourselves. When we offer ourselves in service, when we offer ourselves in asceticism, when we offer ourselves by taking off the old man and putting to death the old man, so that we can be transformed. Today we want to be like Isaac, this Isaac. You see Isaac here? Isaac was on the altar. He offered himself on the altar and he came back renewed with a new life. Sacrificing ourselves means taking off the old man, putting to death the old man, so that we can be transformed. Also, St. Paul, he said this so clearly, but we always say this verse. This is the theme verse for every retreat I've ever done in my whole life. It's always one verse. Romans 12 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. He said sanctification requires sacrifice and transformation. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove... This is the last part, is the important part for us today. That you may prove what is that good... What is that good and acceptable and perfect the acceptable and perfect will of God the will of God if you want to know the will of God then you have to have the the living sacrifice you have to have the renewing of the mind you have to have the saint paul is saying present your life as a living sacrifice and be transformed and then you will know the will of God and in the Acts of today, the prophet Agabus prophesied about the death of St. Paul. And St. Paul, what did he say to them? He said, and I'm a living sacrifice. And I'm a living sacrifice. He said, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? He said, I am ready not only to be bound, but to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Like St. Paul was ready to go and to be bound and to die. And you know what they said after St. Paul said that? What did they reply to him? They said, the will of the Lord be done. The will of the Lord be done. One of the biggest barriers to sanctification is conformity. Conformity. Sanctification requires consecration. It requires to be set apart, means to be dedicated, to be committed. Conformity is to be like everyone else, to be like everyone else. If you want to be like everyone else, like, like where's God's will in this? God's will is not for us to be like everyone else. God's will is for us to be transformed. God's will is transformational. And just because everyone is doing this, or doing that, or behaving like this, or doing this, 
does not mean that that is the will of God. Be careful these days. Everyone is doing this and this and this and this. And we become okay. We say, oh, it's okay to do this, this, this and this. And it's okay to do... And we become lazy in our prayer. And we become lazy in fasting. And we become everybody... And we... And we conform, conform, and we conform to the world. This is the opposite of sanctification. This is the opposite of sanctification. The doing the will of God is transformational. That's actually what the Bible said today. He said, God's will, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, my sister and mother. aslan, my brother and sister, or I will be transformed to be... Like I, and I'm not aslan, like brother or son or mother or... But when I do the will of God, then I become. Because the will of God through sanctification is transformational. Transformational. The will of God is your sanctification. The will of God can be discerned by my relationship with God. If I have a relationship with God, then I will know the will of God. Husbands and wives, I hope you know this lesson well. If you don't, you should learn quickly. Because husbands should know what makes their wives happy. And wives, you should know what makes your husbands happy, I hope. And when a new situation arises, oftentimes you do not need to discuss what... Because I know, like I know what Michelle will make Michelle happy. I know it. I know. Sometimes I don't do it, but I know it. I know it. I know the will because I have a relationship with my wife. I know what she wants. Youth, you know the will of your parents before you ask. You say, They say, no. And you know the will. You know it. It's the will. You know. Because you have a relationship with them. So you know how they will respond. You know what's in their hearts. And if we have a relationship with God, we know what is in the heart of God. We will be able to discern His will. If other, in other cases, let's say the telepathy, like the mental connection, Mafish, like in a spouse relationship, like they don't get each other. And if you wanted to know what is the will of the spouse, what would you do? <laughs> Great, ask. If you want to know what the will of God is, then maybe you should ask. Ask God. Ask God in prayer. And ask God in prayer. And believe that God answers. Sometimes we say, I can't hear God speaking to me, so I don't know what the will of God is for me. Because I don't know. I can't hear anything. And we say, sometimes we say, God is silent and God is... That God is the most expressive one in the world. Like, remember when Moses said, I can't speak? You know what God told him? He said, I don't know, who made man's mouth? Who made man's mouth? Who is the author of language? Who is the one who created expression? So God can speak. The issue is not God not speaking. Perhaps the issue is us not listening. Perhaps the issue is... We are not listening. God is able to speak and communicate to us in infinite ways. Mishaul, how many ways God can speak to us. But God can speak to us through the Bible. I am, I had questions. I am, we were struggling. And you open the Bible and you find like God speaking to you. Sometimes he speaks through spiritual reading. 
oftentimes many questions. Why this? You find the, que- the answer in spiritual reading. Sometimes you see it through a sermon, or you see it in nature, or you see it with interactions with others. You can hear God speaking to you in many different forms and in many different ways. But the person who is able to discern, who is able to see, the important thing is who is listening. But sometimes we come to the big decisions in life and we're in crisis. <laughs> we ask God, what is the will for me? What, who should I marry? Should I take this job? Should I study this or that? Should I attend this school or not? As if God is concerned with only big decisions in life. You think God is only concerned with the big decisions in life? Hmm? No. Actually, God cares for every... Like, he says... <laughs> He says, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins and not one of them is forgotten before the Lord? The sparrow is not forgotten. And the very hairs of your head, hairs, I don't have many of them, but the ones that I do have are numbered. They're numbered. Each one is numbered. So God knows all the little details of our life. So because He cares about all the little details, He obviously cares for the big things in your life. But the thing about the big things is that oftentimes it's like a, you have a class, kiddo. Imagine you have a class and you don't show up to the whole class. You, you skip the whole semester and then you come to the teacher at the end and say, what's going to be on the final? Ida. And it's like, dude, we had a whole class. We talked about it. If you came to class every day, you would know very easy what's on the final. Similarly, if we are asking God on a daily basis, what is the will of God for me? What is the will of God for me? What is the will? We won't end up in a situation where we just, oh, which direction are I going? But even if we are in that situation, let's say we are in that situation, God is so different than the, the professor. The professor would just be like, eh, you're on your own. And like, you failed. Take it next semester. No. God, if we start a relationship with God now, we can now discern the will of God for us. And we can hear what God wants us to do. I am David. He made mistakes and deviated from the will of God. But when he repented, guess what? The will of God. That's because the will of God is a journey. It's a direction. The will of God, Ismaudi, the will of God is a direction. It is a journey. That's why in the liturgy we say, lead us throughout the way into your kingdom. So lead me. If I'm walking in this direction, I'm walking in the will of God. I could have maybe walked in the wrong direction a long time. <laughs> But as long as I turn and walk in the right direction, then we know that God can give, tell us what the will of God, and we can discern what the will of God is. Lastly, the will of God is actually very simple. I want to complicate it. Oh, the will of God and all this stuff. Actually, so easy. The will of God is love. If you have the opportunity to love, this is the will of God. If you have the opportunity to serve, know this is the will of God. If you have the opportunity to be thankful, this is the will of God. Look at what uh, St. Paul says. He says, giving thanks in all circumstances. I give thanks in all circumstances. He says, this is the will of God. So what if we complain? <laughs> what if we... Uh, it's not the will of God. 
The will of God to be thankful. The will of God to serve. The will of God to show love and mercy. So easy. That's not complicated. Is that complicated? That's very easy. We are the ones that make it all complicated. We don't know what the will... No, very easy. Show love, show mercy, show compassion, love service. This, this is the will of God. The will of God is for the salvation of mankind. The will of God is for your sanctification. The will of God requires relationship. And the will of God is love, mercy, peace. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Uh, to-